Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the Masters of Nonsense. It's time to run and roll! So today's a special day because it's only Mike and Matt. Yep. I'm Matt. And I'm Mike. Rob's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, we don't know where he went. We lost him. He went away for a little bit, and maybe he'll come back one day, but probably not. Probably not. So one thing that I think is interesting, Matt and I have been friends for a couple of decades now, and you actually learned something new about me this weekend that not many people actually know. Yeah, and I don't know if I wanted to know either. So growing up, actually one of the first times I started watching professional wrestling was with Rob, and we were little kids. He must have been, I don't know, two or three, maybe four at the most. And we turned on TV and we had seen The Ultimate Warrior, which we had talked about in an earlier podcast. But what actually got us hooked were a tag team. It was Marty Chinetti and Shawn Michaels. They were called the Rockers. They had these green kind of neon yellow tights. They had zebra print. They were super colorful, but they were so coordinated. And Rob and I actually thought they were brothers. So like, oh, it's kind of like us, even though neither one of us had blonde hair. So we were instantly gravitated towards them, and they became one of our favorite tag teams. And Marty Jannetty had an interesting history with the WWE and F, but the story that I shared with Matt over this weekend that he never knew about is one time Marty came back in the summer of 1995, and right before Monday Night Raw started, Rob and I had been watching Speed, because they were showing that movie all the summer. Keanu Reeves one? Yeah. So we're watching the closing credits, and they're using the Billy Idol song that Which he wrote for. It's an amazing song. It is a good song. So we went right from the credits of that to turning on Raw. So I had just heard the chorus, and now we hear like Vince McMahon, like, welcome everyone to Monday Night Raw. And then we hear Marty Jannetty's music, and he's back. So we flipped out. We're like, oh, shit, Marty Jannetty's back. And I don't know why. Now, remember, this is 95, so I was, what, 11, 12? Yeah, you must have been 12. So I got so excited that I started like singing the Speed song, but I changed the lyrics. I was like, bless me to heaven. John Eddie's back. Oh, God. That sounds like an infomercial or something. <laughs> so. Uh, I, oh, God. You know, it's that's. I forgot that he told me this. And the rest of the weekend, I just kept thinking about that in my head. It's like one of those earworms where you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And I wanted to play Billy Idol at my wedding. And now, it, what are we going to well, play that? Could you play the song when I come out now? Yeah. <laughs> I'll grab the mic and be like, Janetti's back. And we get Marty Janetti to come out and do a speech. <laughs> well, we might be able to after this weekend. Yeah, that's true. So Matt and I had an interesting experience. We did a an event with Captain's Corner. Uh, Captain's Corner is led by Nick Massey. And this is uh, his way of actually connecting with the wrestling business, being a lifelong fan. He helps organize conventions and meet and greets with different wrestlers. So shout out to Nick, who's kind of living the dream and having a lot of fun doing things with the childhood heroes. And what's crazy, if you guys want to hear a six degrees of Kevin Bacon here, uh, the guy that was on the podcast before, Pete, who's my best friend, and Mike here, who's my other best friend, knew Nick Massey separately. So even if I never existed, they would have still met in some weird way. And it all would have led to this moment. On Saturday that we had this dinner with Marty Jannetty. Yeah, and Pete was there too. And the funniest part about it is that Pete knows less about Marty Jannetty than I do, <laughs> which me, basically, this is how much I knew about Marty Jannetty. I listened to about 30 minutes of two podcasts, and I watched 
two uh, two matches with the Orient Express. It was Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels versus the Orient Express, and one where Marty Jannetty defend or won the title off of Shawn Michaels, and Diesel was there. So yeah, that was about my extent of knowledge of Marty Jannetty. Remember, you you actually searched for his name in the WWE Network, and you're like, oh wow, he has a ton of singles matches. I'm not finding any tag team matches because I didn't realize I should have just looked up the Rockers. <laughs> but you know, my mistake, my mistake. So you definitely have the tale of two spectrums here in terms of knowledge about Marty Jannetty. Me being a lifelong fan of his from when I was a little kid, and being then a freaking encyclopedia. <laughs> And then you just having, like, a very limited knowledge of him. But you said from what you watched, you thought he was pretty good. You actually liked him more than Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he was actually really good technical wrestling. And it was cool, too, finding out that he was um, an, uh, was it a uh, amateur wrestler. So it was cool because you could see kind of the amateur wrestling coming out in the professional wrestling. And an amateur which, boxer, too. Yeah, and an amateur boxer, too. Which I thought Pete, who was a former Golden Gloves boxer, was going to ask him a question about that. But all he did was laugh all day. <laughs> he laughed at parts that no one was laughing at, so we just heard Pete laughing in the background. Yeah, we'll go into Pete's awkward uh, engagement with Jeanette <laughs> in a few, I guess. So, so Nick had organized this event a couple of months ago. He called it My Dinner with Marty Jeanette, and he invited a bunch of us to attend. So for a small sum, we were able to go have a have dinner with Marty, get a photo, get an autograph, and just hear stories. So a very kind of intimate setting, which is nuts because growing up, I would have never thought that I'd actually hang out in a room with Marty Jannetty for a couple of hours. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, the fact that it was just... 15 people, 20 people, and then Marty Jannetty and his girlfriend was there, and that was it. It kind of sucked, too, because he had, what, a black eye and a, a broken foot? or he, he messed up his ankle. He actually had an independent show a couple of weeks ago. It was a hardcore match, and his ankle, ankle like, ballooned up. Oh, man, that really sucked, because he came in with the crutches. We're like, shit, man, what happened to this guy? <laughs> he had a rough go, but he's still active on the scene. Yeah, so. he's still pretty much in shape for a guy who's over 50, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's a lot better shape than us. So. Yeah, it was funny, Mike brought up that uh, we were eating all the cupcakes and stuff that they brought out at the end, and Marty didn't have any, and it's like, well, there's a reason why, you know? <laughs> but there was one thing Marty loves, and that's a uh, triple Jack and Coke, so I'll tell you. Holy, I, you know, it's funny, like, I have a Jack and Coke, and I get a little bit of a buzz. This guy had triple Jacks. I don't know how he was standing by the end of the night. Uh, well, he wasn't standing <laughs> technically, but technically I'm had the crotch. Because <laughs> it was funny, because by the end of the night, I mean, he... One uh, story he was saying, I remember he like talked to his girlfriend for a second, looked at all of us, and goes, wait, what was I talking about? And I was like, oh, shit, is he forgetting? But it was just, I guess it was just him forgetting, but it like I thought it was the alcohol for a second, but... I mean, he was able to tell the rest of the stories, I'll tell you. Yeah, and he had some cool stories. So in terms of the format, it was essentially, you know, we got there, we got into the private room, they served us our meal, and then uh, eventually we had a Q&A session where Nick led, uh, kind of got things started with asking Marty about some specific backstage stories that loosened the crowd up and gave us some interesting insight. Stories that were not, you know, at liberty to share because what uh, stays at the restaurant, you know, what happens at the restaurant stays at the restaurant. Which is fine, but I will tell you that I do find it disturbing. This is not just Marty Jannetty, so I don't want to, like, throw him in. But wrestlers have a thing with bodily fluids that I just never understand. Again, not saying anything and not saying him specifically, but I was just like, wow, that's 
not what I would want to do with my life, but it's, hey, listen, more you know, more power to you, you know? Well, it's funny because we actually had this conversation. We're, like, friends who, you know, spend a lot of time together. We get on each other's nerves. And, like, we do take shots at each other, like little, you know, pot shots here and there. But I would never in any way, like, throw shit at you or, like, shit in your stuff. But for whatever reason, wrestlers are kind of fond of that. Yeah, so, hey, listen, more power to them. I'm definitely not becoming a wrestler. And if I have kids, I definitely don't want them to be wrestlers. <laughs> But I will watch it, and I do like it, and it was funny. A lot of the stories were really funny. And apparently he he does pretty good impressions too, Marty. Like he did one of uh, Harley Race, and he was doing the Iron Sheik. Well, that was the problem. I understood the Iron Sheik one, but I didn't get the Harley Race one because I don't know really Harley Race. And he talked about Harley, Harley Race like he was this legend. And not legend like just in wrestling, like in the wrestling ring, but just like in backstage how he was this – Every story was Harley Race, and I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize he was, like, such a big deal. Well, it's funny, back in the day, if we were, like, watch wrestling then, like, our age now looking then, he'd probably be one of our favorites because he was the tough, no-frills kind of badass, but, like, the old-school oh, okay. badass, like, the type of guy who, like, has a cigar, has, like, the beer gut, but he's, like, strong, and he can kick the shit out of you. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why. He's, like, that is... man's man bullshit, you know? Yeah. No, that, okay. Now that I respect that. All right. But he did a pretty good impression of him, too. <laughs> yeah, and um, what was it? Should we go into just some of the other vibes about the night? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool. Somebody actually brought, like, a replica championship belt that was, like, pretty much, like, the legit belt that we got to take It was pictures. the Intercontinental Champion, yeah. right? Oh, I forgot to mention how much of, like, a fucking loser I felt because here I am meeting Marty Jannetty as a tag team specialist. So I thought right before I left, how cool would it be if he could sign my tag team championship belt? Yeah, but he did sign it. No, I know, but I felt weird walking into the bar. Well, that was a little weird when everybody's head turned and the music stopped (laughs) and they just all stared at us and it was all these biker gangs and stuff. No, it wasn't like that at all. But that's what I thought was going to happen when Mike walked in with the belt. It's funny because it's something that I'm like, I'm not ashamed to have it. But when you get yourself in a setting that it doesn't really make any sense, like why you would have it. Well, this is the thing that happens with Mike. Mike thinks things are really cool until he goes somewhere with it. Like, so the Ghostbusters outfits, he goes into New York City in like April and puts on the Ghostbusters outfits, walks around. He looks like a hobo nutcase with like a pack that the NYPD are going to take him down. When it's just a fake thing that makes lights and plays the Ghostbusters. Music. I'm trying to bring joy, but yeah, it does uh, stick out a little bit. So yeah, the wrestling belt was, but it was cool too. And the other guy who brought the real belt, which was so much heavier than I ever would have thought a belt would be. It was really cool to see that that's like an authentic belt. Yeah. Because with the guy, uh, he knew the guy that um, did the ECW belts. Yeah, that's what he had mentioned. And that this guy randomly like 10 years ago brought a replica, but of like the real deal Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, that was insane. The Intercontinental Champion uh belt was like my favorite when i started watching wrestling so it was cool to actually get a picture with it yeah um so what's something new you learned about marty i mean well there was a few things i wanted to ask you about and i kind of looked them up a little bit but i want to kind of get the confirmation from you so he had a hand signal now his hand signal was that he put his two hands above his uh, above his head kind of like i thought it was wings or like you know in valkyrie wings you know like valkyrie helmets they have little wings in the back so I thought it was kind of like, oh, he's a high flyer, so he's doing that. And then, well, then you answered my question. Yeah, so Matt says, oh, is that the thing he used to do with Shawn Michaels? And my response was, no. <laughs> and then he said, oh, maybe when he was a singles wrestler, he started doing that. And my response was, no. <laughs> so not to be the creepy stalker, I looked up on his Facebook just to see if there was anything, you know, just quickly. And I noticed that he had a cat named The Wolf. 
And he kept saying the wolf all night. So I'm thinking that that's like the cat's ears or something, which is funny because I would have brought up that I have a cat too. <laughs> so that would have been hilarious if me and Marty Janetti are sitting there talking about our cats during this like dinner. And it's funny because the first time you saw him do the wolf was when, um, when we were getting our food and I saw he was sitting by himself. So I went up to him just to talk for like 10 minutes. And I mentioned about how, you know, he was one of my favorites growing up. And a true story how Rob and I used to actually argue who would be Marty Jannetty when we would fight our wrestling buddies. And he got excited. He's like, yeah, Rockers, man. And he did the the wolf. So Matt had seen that. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, Mike's connecting with him. And, like, they're doing a hand signal. So when he asked me about it, I'm like, no, I don't know why the fuck he's doing that. <laughs> well, the other thing is, too, one question that we actually can say is someone asked if there was a Marty Jannetty doll, what catchphrases he would have. So I thought it was going to be all these catchphrases from when you know he was with Shawn Michaels and stuff but instead all the catchphrases came out to she and what was the other one uh, you heard you heard and dude where's my phone and then he goes no wait really where's my phone <laughs> and everybody started laughing it was hysterical <laughs> yeah none of these catchphrases were actually his phrases when he was an active wrestler so all I keep seeing now is those wrestling buddies right and it's Marty Jannetty in the old stuff but it's these new current catchphrases that he has you know and then like the little hands can do the little wolf ears you know so yeah, we took a big uh, kind of a cool group photo and we're all doing the wolf ears and Matt is like trying to look at us see what we're doing Marty also did some weird like hand signal that Matt was trying to see he thought I was doing it back yeah. but I was, so, I was actually just pointing at him that was the thing that was funny I kept researching their hands like okay this is what I gotta do if I go behind them I, got, I don't wanna look like an idiot and stuff I ended up just putting my fist up like when we were taking the picture but it was just hilarious cause it means absolutely nothing yeah, and then throughout the night, Marty was telling different stories that, you know, had us a mix of uh, amused and horrified, I think. But for whatever reason, Pete, I don't know if he wasn't paying attention or something else was happening, but he would just randomly laugh at the weirdest points in time. Because <laughs> everybody was dead quiet, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> like, in the back. And I'm like, Pete, it's not – wait, was that supposed to be a joke? Did I miss something? <laughs> So overall, what were your impressions of meeting Marty? I thought it was really cool. He was a super nice guy. It was a fun night. It was fun hanging out with everybody because it was just cool to talk. I mean, first of all, it's total inside baseball because you and everybody else were spitting out statistics like, you know, about wrestlers and dates and championships like fucking, you know, like a fucking anagram or whatever, <laughs> or a fucking computer. So it's cool to hear that just to kind of get more info. I'm always like, oh, man, I got to go to the Wikipedia page, just read the entire WWE, you know. Fan site, you know, but it was a lot of fun. I had a really good time. Nick is a really cool guy. It was cool that, you know, he has all these wrestlers on his phone, too, that he's talking to. You know, we won't give names or anything, but it was just I was like, holy shit, man, this is like you're actually doing it, you know? Yeah, for me, having met a couple of wrestlers, you know, over the course of my life, you know, recently at Comic Cons and, and things like that. I've actually been pretty disappointed because the interactions have been weird and I found the wrestlers to be kind of like assholes. So it was really cool to sit with Marty, like, you know, when I got to talk to him for a few minutes and we shared some stories and then throughout the night, like signing autographs and whatnot. You know, he's out there. He's crazy, but like a genuinely nice guy, like actually engaged, made eye contact, talked, you know, we made some jokes, like he made me feel comfortable. So it was really cool. And for me, I had, I don't know, it's weird. It's, you get these mark out kind of surreal moments. So there was just this moment like sitting there at the table and I'm like, turn and he's 10 feet from me telling a story about Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. and Yeah, that was crazy. And it was cool, too. Mike said something really nice to Marty. I mean, he gave him the wolf ears again, but it was cool because he seemed like he really was happy that he said it because Mike was just saying how much, you know, 
what was it that all the guys that he was with always well, went on to do something, and it kind of shows how good Marty was at like teaching these guys to rise up, kind of. Yeah, because his name gets used kind of like an insult in the sense that you know he was he's always the guy who doesn't go on to do anything, and his partner goes on to do something kind of exceptional, but. You know, I mentioned he's teamed up with some like guys who are considered legends at this point. You know, Shawn Michaels, Sean Waltman, you know, 123Kid X-Pac, um, Al Snow. So all these guys who went on to do really kind of big things in wrestling. And they all had their kind of formative period with Marty. So clearly they picked up something or learned something from him and then were able to apply it. So I don't know. It's all the way you frame the story. So for him, I hope he looks more at kind of the positive side. Let me tell you, I hope he should be seeing positive things because his girlfriend was gorgeous. Yeah, she was beautiful. Very nice, too. And, you know, this is all respect, Marty, so you don't come and kick her ass. <laughs> but no, no, no. She was very, very nice, really beautiful, really cool person. So especially, like, you know, like some of the crazy stories, I'm like, look at her. And she was just, like, having fun with everybody. So I, I, have, I have this story in my head that they met at a bar and, like, they made eye contact and needed the wolf ears. And, like, that's what, Dude, like, that wolf ears, man, I'm going to start doing that from now on. I fucking love that, especially if he got it from his cat, which just shows how much of a weirdo I am. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing who Nick's going to have next, because I actually would go back. It was a lot of fun. So if anybody wants to do that, definitely contact him for that. Yeah, so to give him a quick plug, uh, his his convention group is called The Captain's Corner. They're up on Facebook. He also has a podcast that he does, which is really cool, where some of the wrestlers that he does business with, he's able to get them for about an hour, ask them some questions. That's really awesome. Do like a deep dive. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a good crew there. I also want to give Leah, his wife, a shout out who helped with uh, the event, made us feel comfortable. And it was really cool just seeing the way she was interacting with Marty and his girlfriend, like just on a very human level. She's a fan too, but yeah. she, you know, takes it, uh, she adds a different element to it. And also Bear, who helped uh, set up, that was a surreal moment too when Marty went to Bob and was like, why do they call you Bear? <laughs> I know, that was crazy because. I knew this guy, Bob, who went to the event, too, and I didn't know he was nicknamed Bear, so I kept hearing Bear, 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 and I was like, wait, who's Bear? And then Marty asked this guy, Bob, and it was just like, oh, shit, like, he's actually asking about his nickname instead of, you know, the other way around. So then we have this kind of touch point with Marty, for which for me is kind of like a childhood, you know, moment that I never thought would happen, so I'm like riding off that high you you got to learn something new and it was cool that you were there to share that with me and you know you appreciated being a part of that that's actually one thing that i'm glad i didn't mention to marty so i mentioned that story that uh you know how growing up we used to argue who would be you know marty in the team but like my son's name is sean and we spell it the way sean michaels does yeah oh yeah don't get he's not named after sean michaels that's the best part trust me there's gonna be probably a debate one day on this podcast about that but you know we'll save that for another day yeah no it's not sean michaels but that would have been funny to like say (laughs) he's like what's your kid's oh is your kid's name marty you heard is you don't realize that his middle name is michaels so you know yeah i'm just kidding it's not (laughs) we call him hard for kid <laughs> so again want to give uh nick and captain's corner uh you know thanks and a shout out it was nice to have uh, two-thirds of the masters of nonsense there present you know rob you're a piece of shit for not being there but i did get the autograph from marty signed to you too so you better be grateful john eddie's back oh god 